live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people with their money, with their work, with their reason for getting up in the morning, and with their relationships. If you want to be on the show, give us a buzz at 888-825-5225. We've got an opinion on just about anything that's going on in your life, and our promises will sit here with you, walk with you, and we'll figure out what's the next right step. I'm John Deloney, joined by my good friend Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls. Again, 888-825-5225 on this special Valentine's Day episode. I know, the Manufacturer Day of Love. The, oh, Can we gosh, say that? I actually like it. You don't like it? You like Valentine's Day? Yeah, why not? Oh, wow, I would have thought you would have been like a skeptic, like a, eh, love is all I, year round. I like love. I do too, but not when it's like a holiday. Here we go. All right. Really? Some cut. I'm sh- Are y'all like doing something? You and Sheila going out tonight? Dude, I got into my car today, and there was like a gift in the driver's side oh of my, my car. Oh my gosh! The Delonies it was, it was, love Valentine's Day. No, wow, I, we love I, each other. I know. <laughs> what about your house, Rachel? <laughs> Let's go. Well, to, we went out to dinner last night. That's yesterday. <laughs> Let's go to Emily in Cincinnati, Ohio. What's up, Emily? Hi there. I'm I'm good. How you doing? We we're figuring it out. Hey, uh, real quick before we, before the call, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Valentine's Day? I think thumbs up. Yeah. You know wow. why? Because you're a person with a heart. That sounds cool, Rachel. <laughs> Y'all, it's like the yeah, Hallmark. This is how giver. Hallmark makes their money. Okay, Emily, we're here for you. <laughs> All right, what's up, Emily? Good, how can we help? <laughs> well, um, my husband and I um, got married about uh, a year ago. I've been single for 23 years. My goals were to have my house paid off. Um, debt-free. I achieved that goal, um, had money in the bank. I, um, you know, discussed um, before we got married, his financial um, situations. Um, everything was brought out. He um, basically had a house. Uh, he he didn't have a house at that point, but um, he had a car payment and he paid that off. And, and so that was about $700. And then he said he had was helping his um, daughter with her student loans. She's 36. His son is 33. After we were married, we f- I found out a few months later that he was in debt to his two adult children, uh, $86,000. Oh, gosh. Ruh-roh. After And then after the marriage, we got taught. Um, so that didn't go very well with me. And then I found out that he had racked up about $40,000 in credit card bills because part of the wedding... Um, we just bought a new home. Um, he's he makes very good money, and um, then when I heard about the forty thousand dollars, that just blew me away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't tell you about that so, when when y'all were going through nope. the eighty six thousand. No. What a coward! And he did and he, and he didn't tell me that he you know was racking up these credit cards. We went on a honeymoon. Um, he he lost his job two weeks before our wedding. That was fine. He did put two hundred thousand dollars down on a house that we did purchase. Um, in that time, we've had to move. We just sold the house, but I had I had paid cash. I I had sold my house prior to how, buying how, this other house. So how how can we help you? There's a lot going on here. Um, I know. Give me some direction here. I, how can we help? Okay, I want to know is right now uh, the credit card bills he paid off by by turning in his stocks. So now that is. Um, a zero balance. How do you know? So, um, you know what? I don't know. You don't know. You have a man that you share a home with that you can't trust as um, far as you can see. 
Mm-hmm. And he's right. so well, full of crap, right his eyes are brown, and he is just mm-hmm. running through life, mm-hmm. dragging you mm-hmm. behind him. Right. Well, well, he makes so he did the budget, and after we went over the budget, we had about nine hundred dollars left to live on, and that's without paying our credit card bills. He makes one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year. How do you know that? Um, through his paychecks. I did look into that. I said, I need your pay, pay stubs. I want to see what's coming in. I want you to pull um, credit reports on everybody in the house tonight. Well, well, we did because we just purchased a house and okay. his are in the 800, 800s. So okay. now that we, so we, oh, so the thing is the one, his daughter who is 36, I guess we owe about 36,000 in, in debt to her, her bills. They are in her name. He's a co-signer. His son and what and what what was he using that thirty six thousand dollars for Emily when he borrowed from that one daughter? Like what was that for? Um, just lifestyle? Just for, nope, nope. His for it was for his her student loans. They're for her student oh, loans. Okay, 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 okay. And and then her, his son, we I found out we owe fifty five thousand dollars on fifty five thousand dollars student loans and student loans, and he's thirty three and he. And, and both were communicated he, to the adult children that he would pay for them. Evidently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he says um, that's true, too. The adult children say that, and he said that. Well, I'm not talking to the adult kids kids right now because I'm I'm furious. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. and, 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 the, and, and the girl, um, she's a nanny and sit claiming that she doesn't make enough money to pay anything. So Emily, so, Emily, um, Emily, Emily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your rage is misguided mm-hmm. and it's not helping. Mm-hmm. No, I know. It's not helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not addressing the core issue, which is you married a man, and right out of the gate, he lied to you to the tune of over $100,000. Correct. On multiple occasions. That's where this mm-hmm. conversation has to begin. Right. We'll and I get, don't want to We'll get to the money like part. That, you know how you true. pay off money? He's going to have to make a whole bunch more. And you're going to have to sell mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff and cut your lifestyle. But, but yep. beneath that, you don't have a man that you trust. And so you're running around mad at everybody, ra- enraged. How much are you working? What are you doing? What? It- All of that is misplaced. All of that is mm-hmm. your body trying to cope with the fact that you are connected to somebody that you don't trust. Mm-hmm. Have you sat down and said, yeah. hey, you lied to me. We have to rebuild this whole oh, relationship yeah. over. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I told him that. I said, you- and, and on top of this, let me tell you one more thing. He is a game collector, board games, and he probably has close to a million dollars in board games. Well, cool. He could pay his crap off then. Bye. Well, that's that's yeah. awesome. Right. Well, well, when I asked him, and so let me ask you this. I said, he doesn't, he doesn't want to get his kids to pay for uh, their schooling or take on responsibility for it. Or he's still paying for his son's 80, $89 phone bill to even to this day. And I said, how about if I get divorced and I get the best lawyer and I take half of your retirement, which he has about $800,000 in, and half of your games. Well, Emily, he but said, now now you're getting in the mud with a pig. I know. Oh Don't my God, do that. I know. Mm-hmm. So be a person of dignity and respect. Stay above it. If you have decided, you know what, I can't be married to a man-child like this. But until then, then make your choice. But right now, you're just jumping in. You're you're cannonballing into the mud I, with them. Yeah, and I, I would I, keep, I and I would keep saying yes. And if you want to fight for the marriage mm-hmm. I, at this point, though, financially, I would I would stay away. I would have a, a separation. I think mm-hmm. that's a very healthy boundary to have at this point. And you guys need mm-hmm. to go to marriage therapy. And all of this has to be resolved because, to John's point, 
the trust is completely broken, not just from the money side, but in other aspects as well. And so until that, until you feel confident that you guys are working as a team, then you can move forward financially together. But I'm so sorry, Emily. You need to give him a roadmap of what he can do to earn trust back. Sell games, have hard conversations with his kids, give him a path back. You need that and he needs that. This is The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men. This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past, but a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. Welcome back. This is The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225 for this very special Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, and speaking of love, John, the event that we put on that we both loved. Speaking of love. That we love so much. (laughs) The Money and Marriage Getaway, you guys. It is back. We're so excited. So this fall, October 24th through the 26th, John and I We'll be spending a whole weekend with you guys here in Nashville, focused on your marriage, focused on your money. It's a two and a half day. It's two and a half days full of teaching you when it comes to communication, intimacy, and money. And there's gonna be lots of Q&A. We get to answer questions from you guys. Well, that was a great part of the event. I feel like we had a conversation the entire weekend with you all. Um, and we want you to walk away with tools that you need to build that deeper connection when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your money. And so our platinum tickets are already sold out, but there are a few VIP tickets left, which includes a meet and greet with us. And we just wanna make sure you guys can get those before they're gone. So tickets start at $799 at ramseysolutions.com slash events. And it's it's still a bargain for a... 800 bucks is a lot, but two and a half days for a marriage retreat that... um, We've not got one. That's rare. We've not got one. One couple that's written back and said, we wish we hadn't done that. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's I, the opposite. You could just yeah. hand out cash in the back of a room and someone's going to be like, I can't believe that you hit. <laughs> and not one person. Totally. Like, it, it's, it's been so remarkable. Yeah. So yep. very, very cool. It was a great weekend. All right. So um, during Money and Marriage, we do lots of direct Q&A. So people leave feeling like, hey, we, we got our, our question answered, mm-hmm. or here's the thing we're struggling with, or how do y'all handle these things in your own homes? And it was a pretty um, intimate weekend because we had our spouses out there. We kind of opened the yeah opened the cupboard doors at our own of our own relationships. Mm-hmm. So here's some questions that didn't get answered that they pulled together for us. Um, here's one. Um, let's see here. Pick a number between one and eight. Oh, gosh, this is so scary. Let's go six. I grew up with very little, and now I have more money than my family ever had growing up. Controlling it has become an obsession. Mm. How can I disconnect from the childhood fear of not having money and focus more on being intentional with it? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, that is a good question. 
Yeah, so I would say this fear drives a lot of people. We, I found this when I was doing research for my book, Know Yourself, Know Your Money, how much the childhood idea that if money was a stressful point, and whether that was verbally or emotionally, how many people, I mean, they swing the pendulum so far the other way of like not wanting to be that. Like they are so adamant about it. And so what I think you have to do is like, you, you, you have to almost practice and live out these money habits day in and day out to remind yourself that you're okay, that you're okay. And it's almost like you can tell your head that, but if your actions and your body don't follow, it's you're not living in that fullness, right? And so uh, I would honestly, you know, you've probably created a budget because you're obsessed with controlling your money, which is great. But, but I would force myself to spend some and and to say i'm okay letting this money go because as tightly as people hold on to money it's somewhat sometimes it's hard just to open your hand right and spend it and let it go but i think as you start to live that out and then you practice spending you'll see i'm okay i'm okay because you're spending on a plan you're being reasonable about it but until you can actually go through those motions and that becomes part of your rhythm you're not going to know it because you can know it in your head all day but until you actually live it out, yeah. you're not going to. You have to, to teach your body that you're okay. Yes. There's, yes. there's, a, there's an, a, a kind of a behind closed doors quote in counseling, which is the thing that kept you safe as a kid is what ruins your relationships as an adult, mm. right? If you learn to hide as a kid, it kept you safe from may, maybe an alcoholic parent. And that makes it really hard to develop intimacy if every time something gets scary in your house or you get into a fight with your spouse, you That's hide, right? right? Yeah, right? So yeah. um, very similar, if you develop this sense of control to get you out of a thing, it's that gazelle intensity. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's the thing that, that, got you, that kept you safe. And probably this person worked really hard, has gone to college, has got a great job, has done all these things so that I would not be like them. And then they got there and they realized, oh, that tension's still there. Yes. Right? And so, okay, the thing that got you here, cool. You're safe now. Now you got to, like you said, practice something new. Um, my friend Michael Easter, he wrote The Comfort Crisis. He has a line that I love and he calls it gear, not stuff. And so him and I have just had some personal conversations and he's written on this about, um, you know, the anxiety of clutter and too mm-hmm. much stuff everywhere and just going to buy stuff to buy stuff. Right, right. And so he categorizes stuff and gear. gear. <laughs> like, I need this backpack that's really great. And here's why. That's different than I'm just going to go to the mall and spend some money. Mm-hmm. So maybe you make yourself a gear that's list. Good. Yeah. Like, I do need a pair of pants. There's and they, like utility to the thing you're buying. They need to be nice because I want them, I don't want to buy another pair for five years. Then I'm going I'm to buy a nice pair of pants. That's different than let's just go shopping, right? Yes, yes, um, yes. So maybe make a gear list that you're going to slowly get over the next year. And also, I think generosity helps with this too. Mm, like practice yep. opening your hands and letting some money go. Yep, yep. Um, intentional. Good. That's awesome. All right, let's go out to Christian in Martinsburg, West Virginia. What's up, Christian? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. How about y'all? Outstanding, brother. What's up? Yeah, so I've got a question for the two of you here. Uh, my wife and I purchased a vehicle in 2021 with a loan at a 3.99 interest rate, and we've been making monthly payments all on time of $275 a month. So we've currently got about $7,072 remaining on the loan, and timeline-wise, it's looking like we'll be paying it all Say off 72, in about 000, months. Sorry, sorry, Christian. $72,000 left? Uh, no, ma'am, $7,072. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry, good, good. Def- No, you're good. Well, I thought, what kind of car did you buy? Of that I was like, what kind of car did you buy? <laughs> <laughs> no, just a Toyota Highlander no, for, the, for my wife and the kids. 
Perfect. Hey, that's about seventy thousand dollars these days. Man. I know, I know. <laughs> that's not a cheap car. Yeah. <laughs> well, I work in insurance, so I, I see those numbers unfortunately yeah. more and more these days. But um, I'm part of the reason for my call here is I'm considering just a Ramsey debt reduction strategy. And I've been looking at our finances. We have about $5,900 uh, in a Robinhood account and about $10,000 in savings because we're, and we're still really trying to build up the, the emergency fund up. So should we sell the stocks in the Robinhood account and take um, some from savings to immediately pay off the loan, even if it means lowering our emergency fund or is the monthly car payment low enough where it makes more sense to leave the money in the stock market and have more in the emergency fund. No, I would cash out the Robinhood account, that 5900. So yeah, I would throw 6000 at this, take a little bit from savings, and that's the only debt you guys have, right? We do have a mortgage, uh, but it's the only other yeah, debt that okay. we have. So So yeah, so that's what I would do personally and then your savings will be down to around 9000 um or maybe 8000 after taxes if you have taxes in that account, but um yeah, that's what I would do. And then I would full and then and then take that savings account that you have that'll have around eight thousand dollars and then build on that to your three to six months of expenses. So it's the it's the Ramsey baby step. So you'd be at baby step three at that point. So that's what I would do. Okay. Um and that gets you guys, yeah, in a great position. Are you guys do you have investments beyond this account? Do you have retirement, four oh one K or a Roth IRA? Yes. Yes, ma'am. We have a Roth IRA um, that we're contributing to. And then uh, I'm big on trying to help the kids out long term with college. So we've also been making contributions to a smart 529 account. Good, for them. good. Yeah, that's amazing. So great. So I would just keep all of that up. I mean, you guys are right there. Um, but yeah, I would pay the I would cash out and pay off the, that car immediately. In, okay. in, internalize that you're going to be debt free in about 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, the idea sounds uh, great, you know, having nothing but the, the home to work. At Listen, what a Valentine's Day stuff. gift when you slide across the table a zero balance on this car note for your wife. Because <laughs> how, how, how much is the how much is the car payment a month? Uh, $275. Okay, okay. So it's not huge. Y- but. Yeah, but you just got what? What's what's three times 12? 36. 36. Yeah, you got a $3,600 a year raise just now. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? No risk. A little bit less than that. $3,500 a a year raise just by hitting, clicking a few buttons on your computer. And if your boss said, hey, what would you, like, you do this and this and this, I'm going to give you a $3,500 raise. You'd be like, all right. Well, here you go. Merry Christmas, (laughs) man. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Happy Valentine's Day to you guys, too. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. Call us with your relationship challenges. I especially want you to call if you have your spouse with you and you're wondering, is it their fault or is it mine? Rachel and I will solve it for you. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. 888-825-5225. I'm John Deloney, joined by Rachel Cruz. We're taking your calls on money, life, and especially on your dating and marriage relationships on this special Valentine's Day episode. Let's go out to Marissa in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Marissa, what's up? Hi, guys. How are you? We're partying. What are you up to? <laughs> Enjoying my day off. It's beautiful here today. Congratulations. That's That must be nice. Yeah, Rachel's you. my boss, and we yeah. don't get those very often. What's up? <laughs> we work. Um, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Uh, well, hopefully you do get a couple days off. You guys work hard, too. Yeah, but um, my question is, so my husband and I, were little background. We're 32. Um, we live, obviously, outside Columbus. We just bought our forever home. Like, we had bought a starter house um, probably five years ago, fixed it up, sold it um, in June, bought our forever house, moved in. Um, so, unfortunately, we have a 6.9% or whatever interest rate. Our other house, we had a 15-year, like, 2.5%. So quite a shock adjustment, but in the long run, worth it. Um, so I guess we have no debt. Um, for context, my husband works in IT. He makes about 150. Um, I'm a nurse, so I make about 80. Um, and then we have a 10-month-old daughter. Um, so we're just trying to figure out the best way to like pay off this mortgage as quickly as possible um, while also like enjoying ourselves a little bit. Like we live very well below our means, but just, you know, like that we have a financial advisor and talking with them about saving for our daughter's future and weddings and college. And if we have more kids, it's just like making our heads spin. Um, Originally we had talked about, you know, of course, once rates lower again, you know, maybe high fours, low fives, refinancing. But then even that, it's like, you know, we would still pay what we're paying now, but like at the new lower rate to pay it off quicker, but it's still going to take, you know, 15 or plus years to pay it off. So I guess we're just trying to figure out the and best how, way. The yeah. most, how much is left on the mortgage? Um, we have about 400. 400 left. Okay. Um yeah, so I have about 50 in savings. My husband has about 75. Um, and then, you know, we have retirement accounts and stuff. And then um, with our financial advisor through other, like, IRAs and stuff like that, we have about 30. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, you know, we had talked about maybe if we do refinance, like, just putting whatever I make towards the mortgage and living off what my husband makes. But even then, it would still you know, take quite a bit of time. It wouldn't be like a quick couple year process. Hey, Rachel, sure. Rachel before you walk through the numbers, can I ask a, Marissa, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is this absolutely. house worth it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it, you're I mean, like, you're, you're doing acres. a lot of, of financial gymnastics. Like you're spending a ton of energy. What about this? What about this? What about that? What if we did this? And so I think it's just important to go stop for a second and say, is this still what we want to do? Like we love this house. Yeah. It's our quote unquote forever house, which by the way, no such thing as that. But like this is no, a house I that we guess. love. But man, it has taken all the fun out of our life. Right. You're still all in on it? We yeah, like but you guys said you live you live like, you said you live far below your means. So how much margin do you guys yeah. have a month, would you say, that you put into savings? Um so I put about a thousand and then an additional five hundred a month goes to like our financial advisor. My husband puts five hundred a month and then And this is like non retirement, correct? Correct, yeah, yeah, just to whatever, like we've got various investments. Okay. Stuff. Um and then my husband's probably saves an additional fifteen hundred on his end. Okay. Okay. So I'd say here are a couple of things. Um yeah. Number one, I keep hearing you say like my husband's money, my husband has this, I have that. I would challenge you guys to combine everything because you guys are working towards the same okay. goal, but you're still on two separate roads financially. But if you put everything in one pot, you know, instead of saying, well, I have 50,000 and he has 75,000, like, no, together, this is what we have. Like there's there's a there's something about that unification that happened when you 
are unified that helps this plan go sure. faster. So what we found, Marissa, okay. is that you are trying to do a couple of things and well-intentioned things. So I would kind of put some structure around them, okay? So I would, at this point, you guys have a well over a fully funded emergency fund. I would say 50 grand is plenty for you guys for an emergency fund. You could probably even lower some of that if you wanted. Mm-hmm. But I would look at that extra 75,000 and just have the conversation, hey, is this something we would just want to put a chunk of that towards the house? I mean, you're going to knock off almost a hundred grand towards the principal in the house if, if you do that. Like that's an option. And then from there, let's invest 15% of our income into retirement. Nothing more, nothing less. Let's put a little bit away for college. I would not worry about weddings and all of that. You're, you're adding in a lot with a 10 month old. So like, I know it's so easy to like sure. dream, but yeah, that's, that's muddying up kind of what John was saying. It just feels like you're trying to do all these things it's kind of muddying the waters. So just look at what you really need to do. And so we'll put some money away every year for college and you can kind of run those numbers and just decide from per household what feels right to you. And then anything above that, I I would throw towards the house and throw towards the principal um, of your mortgage doing that. And then, I mean, Marissa, we find that people that follow this plan, they pay their house off in seven years. So it's not a two-year process. On average, it's about seven years. And so as you guys map mm-hmm. it out, I mean, you make two thirty, and you have a $400,000 mortgage. So I'm like, golly, right. in four years, if you guys just lived on one thirty, or, or, or three years. Yeah, you could pay it off. So Can I tell you one hard thing, Marissa? Right. Yeah. You're, it sounds like you lean a lot on your financial advisor. If you get with the wrong yeah. financial advisor, you need to remember that they can be very self-serving. And they will talk you well, into that's what taking just kind hu- of figured out. huge chunks yeah. of your money. You want to get a financial advisor that works for you, not the other way around. And they'll look at yeah, you, the, the wrong ones will call you. financial advisor we had um, definitely kind of, when we were younger, like took advantage of us. We were newly married that's and right. kind of sold us on the whole life versus term life. That's right. And we that's ended right. up doing both. Yeah. Um, okay, and then, but, you know, we had paid $10,000 in, but only, you know, we're out you know, we were out five or six thousand dollars, right. so we ended up switching to a friend. So. Good. Well, so yeah, follow Rachel's policy now, and I want you to know we don't have a financial stake in your success here. We're rooting you on. This is sure. what we would do in our own house. Um, put fifteen percent away and put the rest towards your house, and your financial advisor may be like, "Oh, you're so stupid. You're missing out." But fifteen percent aside, you're gonna be. F- Fine. You're so far ahead of the game with the people mm-hmm. we talk to right now. Um, and you owe what on your house? 400 Yeah, we owe $400. Um, we just moved in in June. So okay, imagine this. Six or seven months. Imagine this. What if you sat down and had a conversation with your husband and you put um, 15 from that pile that you call yours and you put 75 from him? And by mm-hmm. the end of this weekend, your mortgage is down to three ten already. Right. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've talked about that because yeah, we, like I said, we've obviously both have our own accounts and then like a joint account. So we were just talking about that last night. Like, what if we just yeah. put so much amount from our nest egg in? Um, but then you know, it's just like there's almost like too much good advice because then you know, like his parents are like, well, let's just, you guys should just wait to refinance. And no, 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 they're then, wrong. Listen, you know, here, just, here's what I want much. to be your guide. Solve for freedom. 
What's not, what's the best, what's the best interest rate? What not, what's the best move that might happen in three months or six months? Hey, by the way, I'm looking to buy a house and everybody is waiting for these interest rates to drop. And they didn't the other day. Oh, yeah. Then everybody freaked out. And then the inflation report came out. Dude, everybody's just throwing darts with a blindfold on. I I want you guys to change your metric. Solve for freedom. What's the fastest path to our family not owing anybody anything? Forget the interest rates. Let's be free. And let's give that kid, your new kid, yeah, a wedding's going to be awesome to save up for. College will be awesome. Let's give their nervous system 18 years of parents who don't owe anybody anything. That's peace. Then that kid can rappel off and go do some amazing things that our culture desperately needs young people to get to get involved with, right? Let's solve for freedom, not for everybody else's advice. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. Let's go out to Kimberly in Seattle, Washington. Hey, Kimberly, what's up? Hey, are you still there? We're here. How's it going? How can we help? Good. Um, well, not good, but um, maybe you can help, help me out with some suggestions. Uh, my husband just uh, like about a week ago was uh, take, went to the hospital and was diagnosed with... Um, uh, li- basically, uh, liver. His liver is shot. He, it's beyond repair. Uh, they gave him maybe a year, year and a half to live. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he's yeah, and he struggled with alcohol, you know, addiction, off and on over the years. And he, you know, he said, I knew that this was probably going to happen, but you know, when you're addicted, you're addicted and it's hard to stop something. So anyway, our situation right now is, um, he, uh, he's working or trying to work because he doesn't feel well. And, um, I've been doing the best I can to do Ramsey stuff without him not being, um, on board, which means not very much. Uh, anyway, I have questions here um, as to what we should do w- because this freight train is moving. Um, mm. Do you guys have moving forward? Do you guys have we kids? Own Kimberly? Our own house. We have adult kids who are doing okay. really well. Okay. okay. Off on their own, we're ma- they're amazing. How old are you guys? Um, uh, I just turned. I'm, I just turned sixty. He's a few years younger than me. Three mm. years younger than me. Okay. Um, anyway, and in fact, I just worked a. I had a hospital bill. I worked a. Took a. Grinding job to pay that the balance off because of insufficient, you know, insurance, and just got it done. So here we are with another hurdle. Mm. Um, so, I'm looking at. We do own our own house. But um, because I haven't been had access, you know, I haven't had access to the funding I wanted to do to keep up on it. It needs exterior repairs that are fairly expensive, um, as in uh, roof gutters, um, some siding, and then paint after that. Uh, It's an amazing house. It's in really good condition, but that would have to be done if we were to possibly sell and downsize. Um, if that would be one of the options we should consider. Okay. I don't know. Okay. 
we have a lot of stuff sitting around that um, my other half cannot get rid of anything ever. So um, getting those, you know, options for getting those things sold and how to approach him on that. Um, we'd have to have some kind of come and remove. Well, Kimberly, Kimberly, let me let me hop in here. The, the yes, please. You've gone directly, and you've and, and quite honestly, if you've been if you've been married to somebody who's struggling with alcohol for a long time, you have been responding to crisis after crisis and thing after thing forever, right? Amen. <laughs> and then, so the way you said this, I want to challenge you on it. Well, and now we got okay. another hurdle. This is not just another hurdle. No, it's big. It's this the is the stopping spot. Stop. Right. Yes. And so you have been working with somebody for a long time. Everything in this conversation has changed now. And the conversation changed to changes to now we have a an hourglass. We have a clock that's ticking. And mm-hmm. the doctors clicked it on for us. And so we're not talking about how you feel. If you really like right. this collection of bottle caps you've been keeping for, for like that, that ship is over. That ship has sailed out to harbor. We are now right. creating a life that I'm going to have to inhabit because you're going to be gone. Yeah. And that looks like making sure I got a home with four walls on it and I can pay bills. Mm-hmm. Right. And some of it you're going to, I, I, I remember sitting with um, um, somebody that I care about deeply and I was helping them and their house was full of stuff and I was trying to help them throw that, throw it away. This is several years ago. And I just finally stopped and looked at him and said, I need you to hear me say this. When you die, I'm going to throw all of this away. I can do mm-hmm. it now or I can do it when you're gone. And there was a long, long pause and they said, you're going to have to do it when I'm gone. And I said, okay. I'm moving on with my day. I'm not going to spend another second here. I've already made that choice, but I'm not going to fight that in this moment. See what I'm saying? So I want right, you to. He was not even used to that idea yet. It hadn't even been introduced, right? Right. I want, so here's here's what we're doing. We're reverse engineering this thing for the four walls. I, mm-hmm. I, I hate to live like this, but this is the clock you've been given. I want to go 18 months and start working backwards. What does life look like? And you don't have to do a roof and siding and gutter. You don't have to do all that at the same time. We're going to price each one of those things out. These things that we have to do so we can keep our house. These things that we have to do so we have transportation. You're going to have to have a job if you don't have any retirement. Yeah, what's the the financial um, status, Kimberly? Do you guys, I know you said you own your home outright. So there's no mortgage or anything on it, correct? Yeah, well... Um, I was, you know, in the earlier days, I was working to, you know, pay a little extra here and there because I'm the, you know, I'm the one that doesn't want to be in horrendous debt, a debt of any kind, actually. And um, he used to work a very, uh, a very good job. And part of it was um, an investment account um, that was like a a retirement, right? And, um, and he got to a point where he wanted to start his own business. He'd always wanted to do this because his family had done it and they had done it poorly and they fought and they divorced, but it still is a dream of his. And, so did he uh, cash out the investments? 
So over time, yes, he cashed okay. out almost everything. So what's and the rest left? Of it he threw into a business without knowing how to run a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. And Kimberly, okay, you're gonna so have to what, set so that aside because you got an emergency in front of I you. Know. Yeah. So what? Um, what debt? Like what debt? I know. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. What debt do you guys have? Any at all? Any consumer debt? We, credit cards? We, car loan? No. Okay. We have no debt. No debt. Okay. And how and how much money are you? Property taxes and things like that. Okay. Are you working, Kimberly? Do you work? I I was in order to pay off my hospital debt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Horrendously huge, and okay. I finally got that paid off. And it, but it was very hard. It just, was just a, a how okay how job, how much yeah so, okay physically okay okay so and not in a great position to work okay what was he making a year no what's he making now yes um, to keep you guys oh, da, 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 da. crap I should know this no it's fine. Um, 30,000, 70,000, do you yeah, have any rounds? Yeah, 30 something. 30 something, 30 okay. Something. Okay. And that's an, and that's enough. Okay. So, and any investments? Sorry, I know you said he cashed out his to start the business. Do you ha- do no, you have any retirement? Okay, so there's no investments, no retirement. And does nope. he does he have life insurance? Nope. No, nope. okay. Okay, so what I want you to do Kimberly is the 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 silver lining from a financial standpoint all of this is you you guys have no debt. I mean, you don't even have a mortgage. So it's you're, so that in, a, yeah. in of itself is like, that's a relief. So what John was saying, the four you. walls, I want you to go and do a budget, Kimberly, and I want you to stay on the line and we're going to give you Financial Peace University and Every Dollar Premium because I want you to start budgeting and I want you to know to the penny. No, I do what, have every dollar already. Oh, you do? Okay. okay. So to know and what I, you... Thank God for that. That has been like saving my, my emotional... I'm so glad because I think if you have so, those numbers yeah. in front of you of the things you have to do, you have to keep the lights on, the cell phone bill, in yep. your insurance, um, you know, food, gas in the car, you have all of that. And that's what you're going to have to look at, Kimberly, and say, okay, I have to at least make this, right? When the time mm-hmm. comes, I have to I have to at least make this. And then I would not encourage you to sell the house or even to put in a ton of repairs right now. No. I think you're fine. What I would do God, is, I don't want to do yeah, that. And I, <laughs> and right I wouldn't, now. and I wouldn't, unless your roof is linking or something, but like for now, and then Kimberly, when the time comes, I want you to grieve. I want you to go through that process and don't make a big financial decision until about six months to a year. And if in two years, three years, you decide to sell the home and downgrade, take some of the equity, you can do that. But don't feel like you have to make these big decisions today. Today, I just want your four walls covered between now and 18 months. I'm, I'm so, so sorry, though. I'm sorry, so sorry. Kimberly. That's the first hour in the books. We'll be right back on The Ramsey Show. <laughs> 